Hey everyone, welcome back to Talking Points. This is your host, Brian Kelly, the Points Guy, and today we're talking to the head of loyalty at Hilton to find out what you can expect from Honors and the Hilton brand in 2019. After, you'll definitely want to stick around for TPG senior writer Darren Murph to hear the best ways to redeem your Hilton points and how elite status compares to other loyalty programs. This episode may feature offers that are subject to change and are offered by our advertising partners. ThePointsGuy.com is a free website, so we do advertise in order to generate revenue. For a full listing of our advertising policy, go to ThePointsGuy.com slash advertising. Today, we have an exciting guest from the hotel industry, and he probably has the longest title of anyone that I've ever interviewed. We've got Mark Weinstein, who is the SVP and Global Head of Customer Engagement, Loyalty, and Partnerships at Hilton. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thanks for having me, Brian. You can call me the honors guy today. Let's talk about your career at Hilton sure. and what got you to this point. Absolutely. Well, I've been at Hilton about eight years, a little over eight years, came out of consulting. I uh, grew up in Pennsylvania and I had a father who was a business traveler, and so I got the bug really early on. It was just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to come to Hilton. How do you describe the Hilton brand today? You know, it's hard to encapsulate into one, but if you could describe to someone who's unfamiliar with Hilton, how would you describe it as a brand? Yeah, look, the, the portfolio itself, and it, it's more than just one hotel brand, as you know, but it, it, it's a pioneering, scrappy, gritty organization that is always trying to figure out new ways to engage with travelers. And, and you know, 20, 30 years ago, that may have been amenities in the room like air conditioning and color televisions and room service and inventing the brownie and the pina colada. And today it's more about connected room and digital key and all the tech features. But we've always had this eye towards, and, and Hilton, Conrad Hilton said from the very beginning, if you brought people together all across the world, magical things start to happen. You bring peace through world travel. Uh, and that vision guides us every single day. We get up out of bed every morning to do exactly as he said, fill the earth with light, warmth, and hospitality. And when that's your mission, it's pretty hard not to be excited about travel. You're making me excited right now. I just kind of want to. I want to go stay at the Conrad Maldives in the Excellent. new underwater we, villa. We'd love to have you there. <laughs> the Morocco would love to have you. Yeah. Um, but you talked about connectivity. I know Hilton's doing a lot with uh, the seamless room experience. Um, what is the future of? Let's talk about stays, right? Like, how do you envision? Um, you know, let's talk about at the Hilton brand itself. Sure. You know what the tech enhancements are, are that are happening before our eyes. You know, it's interesting because it feels like a new phenomenon. You're hearing a lot in our space, particularly at Hilton, about technology. But if you go way back, hotel rooms always had better technology than your house did. You know, we had pay per view, we had cable before that was common in most households, even color TVs going way back. Uh, oftentimes, the dial up worked faster at a hotel with a second line in your room than than it did at your house. And so all along the way, technology continued to grow faster and faster and faster to the point now where we have better technology at home than many public spaces have. We have great on-demand access to Netflix and Hulu and Mm -hmm. Showtime and those kind of things at home. And so how do we catch the hotel up? And so some of it certainly is the more obvious stuff around entertainment. So how do you make it so that, you know, the little things, when you land somewhere you've never been before, how do you find the English-speaking channel that has news? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you find your favorite television channel to watch your favorite, you know, sports game, whatever that may be? Do you standardize it? that across so we're doing that now that's part of our connected room that's brilliant because yeah. i waste so much time and futzing yeah. around with the remote yeah. control i mean you're trying to find the thing you're trying to figure out how to operate it it has that weird delay and do so you, do you foresee tv to app integration so no matter what property that's what we're working on now yeah. so as a hilton honors member you'll walk in and with our connected room it'll know you right away it'll authenticate you it'll turn on your room and bring you back to your settings so the nest thermostat or whatever thermostat we have in place will come up to your desired temperature the lights will turn on the TV will reflect your preferences, and if you've saved your Netflix account or you've saved your Showtime account, it'll pull it up real time, allow you to pick right back up where you started and bring that content to your screen. I think you can envision a world where eventually the room, you know, the, the um, picture frames in the room start showing your favorite family photos. Yeah. 
And then most excitingly for us on the back end, because I'm a big you know, geek on operations, it lets the housekeeper know that you're out of the room. Right. So they don't come knocking at 7 o'clock Because I always morning. have my privacy sign that, on. That's and, right. And they always forget to clean my room, except at the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills, which is one of my newest favorite that, that hotels. That is a spectacular hotel. That, that might be the best in the system Getting right now. a text message, hey, Mr. Kelly, um, we know you left, but you left the sign on. Do you want your room clean? <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you. That, that, it's amazing. Why don't all hotels do that? Absolutely. So we will be able to do that. We'll be able to do all those things and connect the journey from the second you start to book and arrive and you know, we're talking to other partners in the travel journey about how to even know that you're coming to the hotel. And what we're finding is that, you know, if you can free up the people to do what they do best, which is have human conversations yep. and give those great referrals of where to go for dinner, where the greatest bar is, you don't need them checking in gas. We can use the app to do that. We're fulfilling room service. Those are the kind of things that technology will enhance because at the end of the day, we are in the business of people serving people. And we don't ever lose sight of that. Let's talk about room service for a quick second yeah. because I'm a huge room service fan because I'm so antisocial yeah. and, um, a fat kid. Uh, but it seems to be dying in some hotels. I, it boggles my mind that like room service isn't profitable at a lot of hotels, considering the prices. Um, do you see a day where room service goes away or just at certain brands? Or No, no. Look, it, it's part of certain brands' DNA. You do see this wide spectrum of, in some places, it's more about grab and go, grabbing something in the lobby or having them bring that bag up to your room. You don't need the silverware. You don't need a fancy setting. Other places, you do want that. It's a special treat, and we will always have that. But you can see a model, and we're exploring different concepts where imagine if the entire city was available to you as, as room service. And if we were able to aggregate that for you and bring it up to your room, you can kind of imagine that. And so it's not going to go away. It just has different forms and different you know functions. This, but I, I love room service as well. Yeah. I actually just started ordering Seam. I order Seamless all the time in New York. But then right. for some reason, it never dawned on me to do it in a hotel. And I was like, actually, this is really easy. Um, let's also talk about something that... Uh, annoys me a lot. I'm technically a millennial at 35 years yep. old, hanging on by by a by a hair. Um, you know, millennial hotels, these hotels with no dressers and open layouts, and you know, the toilet next to the bed, and a you know, pulsating, you know, nightclub lobby. Uh, I know. I guess through market research, it shows that some people want that. Like, what are your most millennial hotels, and do you stay in them? Um, things like Motto by Hilton that we just launched will be designed for those kind of travelers who want to be in places where you couldn't build a bigger hotel. Mm-hmm. They're, they're downtown at the right exa- exact address in an urban market, and smaller rooms are going to be necessary to fit them in. But they're using more of the amenities. They're using the more the bar and the rooftop and the coffee experience, etc. Not the room itself. And if you want the room, they open up and become adjoining rooms and. You can have this great sort of uh, chain of rooms. Uh, you know, but Canopy is more designed to be lifestyle. So more in the space of um, being right around the corner from the hottest spot in the neighborhood and having more of a residential feel. Yeah. And so for each of our brands, we decide how much of it is going to be more innovative versus how much is going to be more traditional and evolved. Uh, you know, if you think about luxury, for example, Waldorf Astoria tends to be our more aspirational traditional luxury, whereas Conrad tends to be a little bit smarter and more self-service mm-hmm. um, for a little bit the more. The Waldorf's are popping up everywhere. They I are. They are. Yeah. They're expanding. We got this great one in Las Vegas, and now we got one um, in, in That ba- was, it was the old Mandarin, right? It was. And yeah. We're doing a bit of work there. Is it still smokeless? It, it, it is. Yes. It's great. And no I casino. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great. That's why I love the Mandarin yeah. when it, for those reasons. You're going to love it I even can't. more now. Uh, you know, uh, so let's pivot a little bit to, to the honors program. So sure. when you change the name, you know, the, the program's been changing over the years, and I remember meeting with you a couple years ago, and, and I think you had the sense of Hilton's not getting the credit, you know, the, the respect we deserve in, in, the, in the loyalty space. Do you still feel that's the same? Um, do you think most people understand the value of the program as it exists today? No, I, I don't think people fully understand the value on these things in general. Uh, and ironically, the more you pull customers and the more features and functions you add, the more difficult it is to follow along with what features each program has. 
And I think for a long time, we all looked a lot alike. And so it's been important for us to find new ways to deliver what people expect, because you probably do have other hotel programs or airline programs in your arsenal somewhere in your wallet, but also break out and create our own space that's based on our DNA. I think what got overshadowed a little bit with Hilton Honors over the years is because we have so many brands in the sort of mid-economy space, the, the, the sort of mid-sector space, Hampton Inn, for example, we have a lot of hotels, that sometimes overshadowed the great number of resorts we have. And I mm-hmm. think when you think about 70 or 80 resorts, when you think about the Conrad Maldives, when you think about Los Cabos, when you think about the Beverly Hills properties, those kind of resort uh, destinations were being overshadowed a bit by the great scale that we have, which is every single day there's lots of business travelers in Hamptons and Hilton Garden yep. Inns, you know, earning those points across the board. And I think we lost our storytelling a little bit along the way. And so the first thing was to refresh the brand and, and get the positioning right and make sure people understood what it was. The second was to go back to the basics, uh, make sure that we could serve all customers with more value. You know, it's crazy. If you think about the industry two, three years ago, we would give a better price to a AAA customer or somebody else's best mm-hmm. customer than our own loyalty customers. And so adding the Hilton Honors discount for our Hilton Honors members when they book direct, something we felt very strongly about. Things that we take for granted, like free Wi-Fi, we knew we needed to add that in. And so that was the table stakes. Yep. Once we got that right, then the next thing was, how do you innovate on top of that? Some of the stuff was around points. So we did go in and we, we figured out ways to you know, give you a slider, for example, where you can choose how many points you want to use and how much money, as long as it adds up to the right number. Yep. <laughs> um, we're, we're letting you be empowered to do that. We have experiences with partners like Live Nation and McLaren you know, F1 to create money can't buy experiences. As you mentioned, I'm sure we'll talk about we refresh the credit cards. Yep. Uh, it's all on this journey to make sure we're serving every customer all the time for all 15 brands, but also at the high end, make sure we're giving customers more reasons. And so this year, we unlocked even more, whether it's the Amazon shop with points capability, whether it's uh, the ability to gift status. So when you reach you know, 60 nights, you can gift gold status. 100 nights, you can gift diamond status. Now you have a husband, a wife, a partner, yeah. a mom, a dad rooting you on to yeah. travel. We thought people should use their points. Let's make pooling available to everybody. Yeah. And so as we do that, we're trying to make it more accessible to everyone, but also make sure that the most elite travelers see a reason to stay with us even more. Speaking of elite, if you were to convince a business traveler to pick Hilton and, and the diamond treatment, what's special about being Hilton Diamond versus top tier in the other programs? Well, the first thing is, and I know it's intangible. I know people want to put this on a chart somewhere. Our team members just light up when the diamond walks in the hotel. They really do treat it as an incredible honor to serve our, our diamond members. Now, some hotels clearly see a lot more of them than others, yeah. and so maybe they're a little less excited to, to see you. But in general, they love diamond members, and they love to do whatever they can above and beyond. And so you find these little quirky moments of they bake you a cake or leave you a snack in the room that's not necessarily in the program itself. So at the heart of it, there's that. I, I do think if you actually do the math, we're one of the most rewarding programs for our diamond members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that requires some active participation, registering for promotions, you know, if you get a credit card. If you lean into it, we do have one of the most rewarding diamond tiers and you know, top tiers in the industry. Uh, and I think the next wave of that will be much more experiential, not mm-hmm. just using your points for experiences, but what happens on property. How do we unlock even more value to take the friction out of travel every day for business travelers and then put the joy and delight back in for those that are, that are out there doing it for, for fun? Um, when it comes to suite upgrades, you know, that was always the Starwood, uh, you know, the, the pride and joy of that program. And I was shocked, actually, when Marriott kept them for yep. such a huge program. How does Hilton view suite upgrades for elite members and, and even redeeming points? Yeah. yeah, I don't know that we talk enough about it because they are available to our members. We just haven't branded it the same way. And we do ask the hotels to, you know, nothing breaks my heart more than an empty room at the end of the night. Yeah. That, that's just silly. And so we encourage our hotels to put the best customers, our, our diamonds and our golds in the best rooms, those, those suites. Uh, a couple things. One is I, I do think we tend to be, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a a quirk of mine, maybe it's a conservatism of mine, 
try to make less promises and do them consistently versus making a bunch of promises and having to put asterisks. And so on a lot of different areas of the program, I think we're a little bit conservative with what we promise to not over-promise what we can you know, deliver consistently. Um, but they should expect suites. They should expect upgrades into those suites. Obviously, the more you go off-season, off-peak, the more the rooms are available. Right. Um, we are at record levels of, of occupancy. Those rooms are selling more than ever. And then we do have a program that uh, you know, allows you to use your points for that. And so we, we make every room available. Sometimes a $10,000 suite costs a lot of points. Uh, I'm the first to admit that. Um, have, but it, they, have they loaded the underwater villa? We have not loaded the underwater I, villa I, yet. I That's think it might be a still by billion dollars in point, a billion it, points for it, a week's stay. It would be a lot more points than I think, <laughs> I think any one of our current members has. If you all pull together, yeah. perhaps. But you know, we want to unlock as much value. And I think that's, that's part of the core strategy around pricing with points, which is if we can give you more value, if we can provide you know, a room when you're not otherwise going to be full as a hotel, travelers will see a better value for their points at that moment. If you want to use your points to be there no matter what, you should use your points no matter what, but we're going to charge more points for that. We're going to make it a little bit more. And so we're trying to always make sure the answer is not no. It just might be dynamic in terms of um, you know, how many points you need to use or the value proposition you're seeing at any given time. Now, credit cards, we love. Yeah. So give us the backstory. So, so City and Amex used to issue cards for years, and then sure. this year you decided to just go all in with Amex. Like, What was the decision-making there to kind of to go exclusive with Amex. Yeah, and it's one of those things that follows a, you know, a, a legacy story corporate, uh, corporate experience. So the first is, you know, we were American Express's first co-branded credit card ever. It was, was Hilton Honors. And so we had a great legacy there. We also had an acquisition. We purchased, you know, way back Hampton Inn, which was part of a company called Promise, and they had a deal with uh, City. And so both those organizations said... I didn't realize that. Yeah, they wanted exclusives, and we said, well, we can't make you both exclusive. Do either one of you want to just exit? And the answer was no. We really like the, the business and the relationship. And we've enjoyed great partnership with Visa and City and then with American Express on the other side. And so every time it came up to debate, we, we sort of said, well, let's just leave it. People like it. It gives them choices. What you realize, though, is there are economies of scale. There are efficiencies. And so we put the, the business out to market. We spent a couple years. We had about 12 responses from banks, 12 different banks, uh, plus all three networks. So you've got American Express, which is obviously one and the same, mm-hmm. but Visa and MasterCard. And it really spoke to the quality of our members and the value that people see. I mean, your readers see it all the time. There's well, I mean, let's just talk about the value on the Aspire card. Yeah. You're giving away $250 in hotel stays and $250 in airline. Like, so you're getting the value Pays there plus, 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 plus. Like, so how do you make money? Pays you know, you know, how do you make money on a card like that? Obviously, just by getting people to top of wallet. Well, right? the reality is top of wallet, and, and the more customers use that that card, the more that reinforces the flywheel. So the more they're staying with us, they tend to be better customers. They tend to be more engaged in our brands. If you think about it, if you're willing to pay for a credit card, um, that tends to be some sort of buy-in. And so you can start to count on their business a bit more. And so they, they end up sort of engaging with us in more profitable ways, which then throw off the ability to invest more in them. And so everything we're doing, if you think about these benefits, they're all – assuming incremental behavior, right? So you only yeah. get the resort credit if you go to a resort. And so right. we want you to go to resorts. You can afford to give really great benefits. You know, people always ask me, is the rewards what race, uh, is it sustainable? Is it coming to an end? Um, you know, this year, 2018, we've seen tons of new cards, especially on the Hilton side, the Marriott side. Uh, Capital One is coming in hard, you know, from all angles. And for consumers, it's great. I mean, there's huge points, paydays out there and these cards with not just points, but perks. Yep. So what do you think? Is this all sustainable? Yeah. yeah. First of all, there's never been a better time to be a consumer, to, to your point, Brian. I mean, my goodness, if you can't find something that, that you know, kind of meets your niche of uh, excitement, you're not looking hard enough because they're all out there. Uh, you know, I, I think what you'll continue to see is more segmentation in the market. Um, there's not – admittedly, there's probably not a lot of customers who 
don't have an honors account and then sign up for the honors credit card and then join Hilton Honors. They tend to be Hilton Honors loyalists that love the program and want to unlock more value. Maybe they're high frequency travelers. Maybe they're less frequency travelers that know they need more points. And so the goal there is to make sure that you take your customer base and deliver the benefits and features they're looking for. And so I think as you think about the proliferation of credit cards, you'll just see kind of you know narrowing down whether they're for food and wine, if, mm-hmm. if you're a food and wine enthusiast, whether they're for airlines, if you love airline you know, air travel, the hotel programs. And so a lot of customers are finding value having all three of them, you know, all, the, all the different categories, and using them as you uh, sort of maximize, help your maximize yeah, their that's, value. That's what yeah. we teach. Um, we've got to wrap up here. So I want to give you the chance to sell the Hilton Honors program to people. Like, and actually, for Hilton Honors members, what's a part of the program that you don't think people are engaging with enough that you would love to see more people take advantage of? Yeah, I think the first thing is lean all the way in, right? So, uh, you know, it always strikes me, we give away the status after you earn it. You know, you earn quite a bit of status. And then people move to the next program. And I, I get the gaming of it. I get that it's fun to earn. But, but relish the benefits a little bit. Use the benefits. Cherish, you know, what, what Diamond comes with or Lifetime Diamond comes with. Second of all, register for things, promotions. You know, we offer more bonus points, and we're trying to get your attention um, to try new things, try new brands, try new destinations, try new days a week. If you can be flexible with your travel, as your readers know, you you unlock a lot more value. Uh, And so making sure we do that. I think on the redemption side, sort of both ends of the spectrum I would give advice on. The first is don't be afraid to use your points sometimes for everyday value. Mm-hmm. If what you most need is a Hampton Inn next to Grandma's house, use your points. Well, I always tell people that, too. I mean, we have, of course, we try to, try to give guidance and values. But, I mean, the factor in a lot of things, if it's going to save you cash on a month where you're tight, like, just use do it. what makes you happy. Use yeah. it for Christmas on Amazon. Shop, it, shop yeah. with points on Amazon. But on the other end, if you can hunt and peck around, you can find great value. So, for example, you know, during the holiday season, if you go to Bora Bora, the Hilton there is still going to be 80,000 points, even when the rates for the rooms go up to $1,000 a night. Versus mm-hmm. when they're off peak price, and I was just in Bora Bora. There it's you go. amazing. It's stunning. Final thought: at, at Hilton, Hilton Honors, 2019 and beyond. What can customers look for or expect? Sure. Well, it's more of a continuation of what we're currently doing. Where we're going to be celebrating our hundredth anniversary, so it's a big celebration to look back at all the innovations of a hundred years and what's to come in the future. On the environmental side, we're going to be you know really doubling into making sure that we're cutting our environmental impact. I think that's critically important even as part of Hilton Honors to make sure that we're sustaining the environment because we want people to go travel the world. The world needs to be there. And so you're going to see a lot of focus there. No plastic straws. No plastic straws, cutting down on our, you know, half of our uh, carbon footprint, um, but also doubling our impact in the communities. On the program itself, you'll see more redemption opportunities. You'll see, you know, net new partners and programs and benefits there, um, but really start to see the acceleration of, and I think this is what readers and listeners should expect, the on-property experience, you know, the, the, the digital capabilities on property will unlock even more value. Like using points for spa and stuff like that? or that, That'll be coming down the road. And also when you just think about even in your room, just the connectivity we're going to have to engage with you uh, and personalize the experience and store your preferences so we can then deliver it again next time you come. If you prefer white wine versus red wine, if you, you know, love watching, you know, a certain Netflix program, that'll be ready to go. We're going to try to make the hotel room feel a lot more like your house. Uh, and feel a lot more personal to who you are, you are as a traveler. Well, I can't wait to turn off the the jingle, the the TV song that's always playing that I always forget to turn off, and I'm sitting on the bed listening to, uh, to it on loop. So my only request for our team is we need a longer video because the 30 <laughs> seconds just keeps playing Over and playing, and, and I get playing. mad, but then I'm too lazy to turn it off. So I am, I am I'm going to turn that off. I'm apathetic when it comes to that as well. Well, Mark, thanks for uh, sharing with us a little bit of the behind the scenes of Hilton and the honors program and uh, safe travels. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. See you on the road.
Next up, we've got one of our newest TPG editorial employees and Guinness Book World Record holder, Darren Murph. Thanks for joining us. That is true. Thank you for having and, me, Brian. And you might as well explain to our listeners what record or records you hold. Yes, I am the world's most prolific professional blogger. Hey, wait a minute. I thought that was me. Well. No, I'm just the tallest. Yeah, so for four years, I wrote an article every two hours, 24-7, 365. That's what it averaged out to Well, while I was at um, Darren, I have something to confront you about. You've been at TPG for, what, two months now? Yeah. I mean, have you hit the 1,000 mark yet? I will say the posts I wrote at Engadget were quite a bit short. <laughs> quite a bit short. We're more about quality here at TPG. It's not quite apples to apples. All right, Darren. We're not here to talk about you and your past. We're here to talk <laughs> about Hilton. I just had an awesome sit-down with Mark Weinstein, who is you know the head of loyalty and a bunch of other things there. First off, what do we value Hilton points at, and uh, do you agree with it? It's on the low end. So it's uh, six cents per point, which six mu- tenths of a cent. That's right, six tenths of a cent per point. So a hundred thousand so points we value at six hundred bucks. Yes, that's much lower than some of the transfer points, MX membership rewards, Chase Ultimate rewards, uh, and uh, and City Thank You points. But that's to be expected because those can go many different places. Um, so the question is, do I agree with that or not? It's become more difficult now that they have gotten rid of the award chart. So they've moved to this dynamic chart that's not quite revenue-based, but they're leaning in that direction. And so I can find redemptions that absolutely line up with that. And then I can find some like the Hilton Morea where it's almost, they're worth half as much as what we say they are. Interesting. So let's just talk about uh, French Polynesia, since we were both there at the same time. So you went to Morea, which I hear amazing. It was great. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You stayed at the Hilton. So how yeah. much did that cost a night, and what would it have cost in points? So the base level room there is around 600 a night, mm-hmm. 600 U.S. dollars a night. That so same room— At our valuation, you should be able to use 100,000 points then? That's right. Right. That's right. However, to buy that same room with points, it's 188,000. Wow. So this is a situation where you really shouldn't use your points there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be much, much better having a co-branded Hilton Amex, buying it with cash, doubling up on the redemptions that you earn from a stay, an aspirational stay like that. And is that because there was no basic rooms available? Is that how? So let's talk about the Hilton program basics. Yeah. So if there's a standard room, yep. you should be able to redeem at, well, there is no standard rate anymore because there's no award That's chart, the right? Problem. Yeah. That's the problem. So the upside is Hilton. So is, is Hilton pulling the rug out from under us? They They have been slowly. They have been. In this case, the upside is Hilton will allow you to book any room they sell with points. <clears throat> That's not the case with other properties. So if you look at Mark some of the other— Mark did mention that, yeah, that yeah. they want to give more options. But the, those but, options generally are not the best value. Right. So the issue with it, with it is they can put any number of points in there to charge. So although you can use points— So what they were basically valuing their own points at point three. That's why, you know, a yeah, $600 room sense. times, you know. That's right. Um, but— you know, does Hilton have any really, you know, uh, you know, Marriott used to have the hotel plus air packages, fifth yeah. night free. Like, what are yeah. some of the sweet spots using Hilton points? So Hilton got rid of Axon, which was a little known perk, but uh, it was a co-branded Amex card perk that you could get more for your miles. So they got rid of that a few years ago uh, for your points. Sorry. But fifth night free remains. 
And they allow all the way down to silver, their lowest tier, to take advantage of Fifth Night Free, which I think is pretty cool. So you don't have to be a top-tier elite to use Fifth Night Free. But Marriott gives Fifth Night Free to everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fairly easy to earn you, silver with with Hilton. Um, but, yeah, that's a fair point. It should go all the way down. Why, you can tell why, my Marriott loyalty is my lifetime platinum showing through right now. I'm going to try not to cloud this Hilton episode. Generally speaking, the, the valuations tend to only make sense when you use a fifth night free. Mm-hmm. Because when you throw that fifth night free in, the averages of the point valuations start to make more sense. Um, so that's that's a good perk. Another thing, and this was mentioned earlier, sporting events or a real strong suit for Hilton. Really? Yeah. So, so what will happen is uh, if it's um, it's a baseball game, it's a football game, it's a NASCAR event, hotels in that area will inflate their rates accordingly because they know a flood of people will come in for this one event. More often than not, the points do not go up in proportion to the dollars. So if you really want to go to a sporting event and it looks like cash-wise all of your options are really, really high, check out Hilton's points. More often than not, They'll still be up a little from the base, but not as much proportionally. So you can find some sweet redemptions in there. Well, when it comes to redeeming points for experiences, can you use Hilton points for uh, sporting events and concerts at a decent rate? You can. And I actually do like how they've laid out their experience purchase page. They rank them by points. So you can focus what you look at on the experience page based on how many points you have. So it kind of limits what you're looking at. I, I generally don't find them to be an amazing value unless it's, it's an exclusive event. Mm-hmm, where you can't buy it where anyway. Where you can't buy it anyway. So if it's something you really want to do or your significant other or someone in your family would love to do and it's an exclusive, it might be a good use of it. If it's just using your points to buy concert tickets that you could buy in cash, generally you're better to pay cash. Let's take a pivot for a second to elite status. Uh, so what Hilton status do you have? I'm a diamond there. Diamond. Yeah. Top tier. I'm, yes, is that, I'm, is that I'm by actually putting your head in a bed or is that from uh, you know the easy way out like credit so, cards? Right. For the past year, it's, it's head in a bed. So I've earned the diamond that I have now. But the funny thing is I'm an expiring diamond. So I'm like a dead duck diamond. <laughs> That's so, I know. So by the end of this year, I've, I realized this after the Hilton Moraes day that I would not have enough momentum to maintain diamond into 2019. So how many nights are you? This year? Yeah. How many nights are you lacking? Uh, quite a few. 25? It's kind of interesting. The year you start working at TPG, you lose your diamond status. Uh, that is interesting. This doesn't bode well, Darren. Well, you know what it is? It's because Capital One makes it very alluring to book hotels through hotels. Oh, my. I book almost all of ours. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That said... It works out nicely for me because yeah. there's higher than ever uh, award bonuses for all of the co-branded Hilton cards right now. So tell us, what have you loved about being a Hilton Diamond? Mark had mentioned that they like to surprise and delight to sweets. Did you and your experience staying with Hilton, will you get sweet upgrades even though it's not explicitly guaranteed in the program? I have. I haven't always. But here's the thing. I tend to stay at more uh, less of the higher end aspirational Hiltons and more of the middle of the road or lower end they have a vast network of properties, including, I mean, they go from Hampton Inn all the way up to Conrad. There's a lot of their between. Of their more economy brands, which one's your favorite? Do you, are you a Hampton guy uh, or a Hilton Garden Inn? Definitely Hilton Garden Inn because the breakfast quality is significantly higher. So they have what I would call a real breakfast. Hmm. Hampton Inn is more of just cookie-cutter Pow- buffet. Powdered eggs. Yeah. Yeah. The fruit's good, though. Um so elite status. So, uh, what do you think? Where does Di- or yeah, where does Hilton Diamond shine in comparison to others? Would you say 
Hilton definitely likes to surprise and delight. I always feel like I'm getting something extra when I show up as a diamond. They will always try to upgrade me. Uh, I have never ran into a situation where they just refuse to look. Mm -hmm. They will always try to do it, and they seem to take great pleasure in doing that. Um, What I think is unique about Hilton is it it actually starts at gold, where they give free breakfast across the boards Mm. uh, at gold. And this doesn't happen uh, at, at pretty much any other chain. Uh, you have to be top tier, and even sometimes top tier doesn't get that included. And why that's a big deal, if you stay at aspirational places like the Hilton Marea, a breakfast buffet there is between 40 and $50 per person. And so this, when I checked in as a diamond, even though I didn't book through Hilton.com, they recognized my status. And it, my, for myself and my guest, we got free breakfast every day. Over the course of a multi-day stay, there's hundreds of dollars. So Hilton Diamond, would you yeah. say, is in the middle of the pack when it comes to top tiers? Yeah, I would say that. But yeah. gold is really it, yeah, where it shines. exactly. So their gold is significantly better than comparable golds elsewhere. The diamonds, I would say, middle of the road, not not below average by any means. Um, but I wouldn't be – let's put it this way. I wouldn't. It wouldn't break my heart too much to fall from diamond as long as I caught myself at gold. Will they give a soft landing? I haven't tested that out. They actually introduced – a nuanced type of uh, they allow diamonds if you've had diamond for three years and it doesn't have to be consecutive you can actually go on hiatus for a year and then reinstate yourself into diamond so if you know you have a year coming up where you're going to take a sabbatical or you're just not going to be traveling as much they'll let you put your status on hold and then reinstate it later interesting that is interesting well darren you do know that part of the centurion card you get a free diamond status that's right so all i need to do is spend twenty five hundred dollars to add you as an additional card holder of course never giving you the actual card because i don't trust you as far as Uh, i can throw you well Um, but you would get diamond but uh you also could spend on credit cards let's pivot this year they we talked with mark about uh them leaving city so to speak and really doubling down with Amex. So what do you, let's start with the lower tier cards. Uh, for the Hilton credit cards out there, describe them. Who, which cards are for who? Yeah. So they offer several cards, but I'll just cut to the chase and say I think the only one worth signing up for is the top tier Hilton Aspire. The reason is uh, a fewfold. One, the, the welcome bonus is higher than it's ever been. That's really alluring. Uh, but the second is you get guaranteed diamond status. And if all that mattered to you was gold status, I'd say you just go get the MX Platinum. Mm-hmm. The MX Platinum is a better all-around card. It can help you in more ways than just Hilton, and you get complimentary gold status there. So if you want gold, I'd say sign up for the MX Platinum and you've got it. If diamond matters to you, the Aspire card gives you complimentary diamond status, and you don't have to spend anything. You don't have to stay any amount of nights. It's very rare for a card to just give top-tier status unbridled it's forever yeah as long as you hold the card as so long what are you, as you keep what are you worried it. about why why don't you get the aspire card so i did so i didn't get to finish my story but <laughs> when i realized i was the lame duck uh i signed up for the aspire card and so most what likely, website did you use to get that card i used the website www.thepointsguy.com <laughs> you're getting promoted darren thank you um, so you get diamond just for having the card. Now, don't you think that's going to dilute diamond for the you know people like you who in the past have actually stayed in the hotels? I wondered that. But you know how I think they can pull it off is that they have so many brands and so many properties that their, their Hilton loyalists are spread so far that I, I don't actually worry it, about it being hyper-concentrated. 
Because even if you go to a, a double tree, a middle of the road property or an embassy suites, you can look for upgrades there. And there are a lot of Hilton loyalists that don't necessarily stay in the major urban centers where you're going to get the Conrads. They appreciate it too. And yeah. there are perks that they can enjoy, especially with families that free breakfast really adds up. So, you know, how much is the annual fee and how do you calculate the perks to make to make it worth it? Yeah, so it's four fifty right now. Uh, I I am somewhat worried that it may increase in the future. Trend, uh, Don't give them any ideas. I know, I know. But it has been a trend this year. Uh, it's easy to earn back. You get 250 back uh, on a Hilton resort anywhere in the world, and that includes the room rate, so not just incidentals. So if you spend two nights at any Hilton resort, you automatically get the 250 back. Then there's an airline incidental for 250 as well. So that's more than the annual fee it's right there. It's already more yeah. than the annual fee. And there's five or ten other perks that, of course, we've written about. There's uh, there's seven huge perks, and that's just two of them, and you already make 500 back for spending 450 It's a no-brainer. Oh, and you come away with Diamond. Pretty good setup. That is truly a no-brainer. Um, you know, a couple years ago, Hilton changed the program name to Honors with two H's to one with just one. Which do you prefer, H Honors or Honors? I think I prefer honors. Honors honors is easier uh, because when I pull down the search bar in my iPhone and I just t- type in honors, now the app pulls up before you had to punch in two H's and autocorrect would always delete one. It's a simple thing it's in life. It's the simple things. It really is. Um, what would you want to see in 2019 uh, as improvements to the program? I would love to see an airline alliance. So one thing that really hurt me as a, as a Delta flyer was the dissolution of the SPG and Delta partnership. Whereas a Delta Diamond, you would automatically get gold status with SPG. That was big for me. It's it, Why doesn't Hilton step in and, and take advantage of that void? Uh, if Hilton were to step in and say, it, whether it's Delta or any other airline, if they would say, hey, we'll take your top-tier elites and we'll share Hilton status with them, I think the opportunity is great for them to come in where Starwood fell off. Any final hacks or tips for someone who's uh, starting to stay more at Hilton and has no idea about the program or any good redemptions that you've had specifically? Yeah. So this is, might sound a little crazy, but one of the, the best ways to use the Hilton Honors Points program right now is to not use it on the most of uh, aspirational of places. Instead, pay cash at the aspirational places, use a Hilton co-branded card to earn a lot of points back, and then when you're on road trips or you're with your family, you're visiting grandma in a non-urban center, the Hampton Inns and the Doubletrees of the world are everywhere that the Conrads aren't. And the redemption rates there are a lot more solid. So it's not as sexy to redeem for a Hampton Inn, but the value is very, very high. And so if you tend to spend time in places that aren't major urban centers, you can get a lot from the program. I will say, though, amazing redemptions can be had in Southeast Asia. There's a legendary double tree in Kuala Lumpur that still, even now, can be had for around 10,000 honors points a night. And wow. it's one of the nicest double trees in the program. Also, there's a double tree in the Seychelles. Ooh. Which the Seychelles. I haven't been back in years. I'm- is phenomenal. Have you been? I have been. And I've stayed in this property. It is top, top notch. You know, I always think, you know, I can't believe people fly to the Maldives and stay to Sheridan, but. This is actually a property worth staying at? Oh, it's incredible. It, it's only a double tree by name. 
If you see the view, you see the exterior, the warmth of the people, the quality of the food. And there is something to be said when you're in paradise and you're going to be out on the beach all day or That's exploring. Right. Like, who the heck needs a super expensive hotel room? Yeah. Says the guy who spends $3,000 <laughs> a night at the Brando Resort. <laughs> but, hey, I got it on my fourth night free, City Prestige. Perfect. All right, Darren, thanks for giving us your take on the Hilton program. And as with all things points and miles, we've got tons and tons of posts at thepointsguy.com if you want to dive in deeper. Darren, safe travels. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for Mark Weinstein for being with us and talking all things Hilton, especially Hilton Honors, and to Darren Murph for explaining some great ways to redeem and find value at Hilton Properties. You can follow Darren on Twitter at Darren Murph, and make sure you follow The Points Guy at The Points Guy. Again, I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and this episode was produced by Caroline Chagrin and Jessica Rovniak with editing by Ryan Gabus. Our music's by Breakmaster Cylinder, and a special thanks to Adam Kotkin and Mike Bruno. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded this podcast. But more importantly, tell your friends. The more people we have listening, the more episodes we'll make. And if you tag me on Instagram at Brian Kelly or use the hashtag Talking Points on social media, I might even give you a shout out. See you next week, and until then, safe travels. Music